Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 24. Today I'm talking with Luna and Alexander, the L and the A from Law Gin about Ibiza, the law of tolerance, how Law Gin is made, its bottle, the intricacies of using an albemic still and how that affects gin production, the brand and future plans. So many things to discuss, but more on that a little bit later on. First, I'd like to talk to you about Christmas. Please, please, please support your local distilleries for Christmas. Remember, even if you're locked down, as we will be from Thursday this week, so from yesterday, wouldn't it be nice to buy somebody a nice gin-based gift? There's so many distilleries to choose from and it's always best to buy direct. But maybe you also want to get into this Christmas spirit. Why don't you go and visit the Edge Gin and try their mulled pear or Pitwheel Distillery and try their orange, sorry, their oak aged orange and ginger gin. Or if you're looking for a subscription, Let's look no further than the Botanical Trading Company. It was really nice to talk to Britt last week about her new subscription service. And I really love the fact that she uses shipping packaging, which is 100% recyclable and biodegradable. I also love the fairness and the trade, which is obviously why she called it the Botanical Trading Company, that you do with the distiller who gets sort of showcased for a month. But they also get a fair trade price for their gin. So much so that I've decided that I can't justify two gin subscriptions, so I needed to choose one. And based on the environmental impact and the fairness to the distiller, I'm stopping my craft gin club membership and moving to the Botanical Trading Company. The gin to my tonic have come up with a really interesting idea. Because so many Christmas markets have been cancelled due to, unfortunately, COVID, they're having a virtual ginmas. So on the 4th to the 6th of December, if you go to https colon forward slash forward slash the gin to my tonic.com forward slash shop forward slash virtual hyphen Christmas hyphen market, you can find out more. But essentially it costs £10. Or if you order, I think about four of the ginmas five centiliter samples, then you can get admission for free. So that's well worth looking into. My weekly gin recommendation this week is Massingerbird Monday's Marie Jeanne Gin. It's their second gin and named after Marie Jeanne Rapigeon of Versailles. She was bold, beautiful and brought Parisian elegance to the Lincolnshire Wolds. So I, I have to say that, you know, just to be brutally honest, I was actually gifted this gin and I felt it really had to live up to the reputation of 400 years of the Massingham Monday estate. It had to be good as the Burrell's Gin, which a few weeks ago was my recommendation, but also resonate a bit of Parisian glamour. And I have to say it absolutely did. The nose of the gin has a freshness to it, an undertone of berries and an earthy aroma. Now, I have to admit here that I did speak to Tristan on this 
And it's actually the cassia bark on the orris root, which is giving that kind of earthy smell. The flavour profile, oh, wow, it's amazing. It's stunning. It starts with sort of a juniper dryness, then builds to a sort of fruity sweetness before you get a slight heat of the alcohol over the burst of berries, and then it fades to a similar juniper dryness again. The aftertaste is dry, but still with the berry undertones. If you add tonic to it, it seems to become even more alive. The tonic seems to accentuate the sort of berry taste. And like the bowls, there's definitely a dry finish, but the berry element is where it kind of really kind of stands out for me. Now, as normal, I used a Mediterranean tonic to test, but I think it would work with any light standard tonic or elderflower. It's also great as a dry martini. I tried it uh, not last week. I think it was the week before with the Starlina Rosso Vermouth. Absolutely fabulous. Really, really worth doing. I kind of said in when I reviewed it that I would do it and it really is worth doing. I also think it'd be great in cocktails. I think anything sort of berry based or Prosecco based, I kind of would steer clear of sort of very bold flavours, but I think unless kind of it supports the existing botanicals, but I think, you know, berry or Prosecco is, is kind of the way to go with it. And I've got to be honest, although I deeply love burrows, I think if I had to make a choice between the two, Marie Jeanne would come on top. And now to my talk with Alexander and Luna from Lorgin. In 2013, four friends were celebrating the new year in Ibiza. They were staring out at the beautiful landscape, the pine forests, the orange groves, lemon trees, wild herb bushes and juniper as far as the eye could see. Then the penny dropped, Ibiza, gin and juniper, and they decided to make themselves a gin. After many failures, they perfected the recipe. They drank it together and then finally, Wolfgang, the W in law, a local restaurateur, ran a taste test competition and he sneaked in Law Gin. People liked it so much, they decided to bottle it, form a company and the rest is history. Let's find out more. Hello, Luna and Alexander, the L and the A in Law Gin. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ben. Hi. Thanks for inviting us. That's all right. No problem. I'm very excited about this show. It's uh, your brand is just so, so interesting. Now, normally I start by sort of chatting to find out sort of who you are, but law is much more than sort of individuals. It's about an island. It's about Ibiza. Tell me about the island of Ibiza. Well, if you, well, if you know Ibiza, it's not necessary to talk about it. But if you don't know the island, it's important to say that it is very special. It is not like other holiday, holiday destinations. Ibiza has got what we call a very special energy. If you come here you, and you are open for that, you just, you don't only fall in love, you're hooked. You just can't, <laughs> you can't let go of the island. And so um, the four of us, the, well, the, the producers and founders of Law Gin, we all, we are all hooked to this island. I think what, what's special about this island as well is that Ibiza means to everyone something else. If you come to Ibiza, uh, this island will give you an importance uh, with something you fall in love with something you find only there you, you, you find that you fall in love with the nature or you others fall in love with a party or this 
spirit. And this it's this island is so this diversity of this island is so very very special and it's surprising because ibiza is so small and it's only famous for a few things so many people are very surprised when they come here and see oh wow this is a completely different world and there is a saying here on the island that if you come to ibiza you can be what you want do what you want you can be what you dream of no matter if you're straight or gay, black or white, if you come to Ibiza, you can be whatever you want to. But there is one law, <laughs> one rule to obey, and that is the other person has the same right. And that is the law of tolerance of Ibiza. Yeah, this is what, I mean, the hippies and artists of, of former times had already developed, and the island is still famous for this. And uh, thank God, it still exists. This spirit still exists. Well, and it's it's really important, you know. We we talk quite a lot about sort of, um, you know, diversity and 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 making sure that, you know, everybody has an, a voice and an opinion on the show. You know, we've uh, I know when uh, Vanessa came on in episode eight, we talked about sort of LGBTQ plus and that kind of thing. So I think it's really, for me, really refreshing to hear because sometimes you hear, you know, people are being very oppressive to you know a certain part of society that's that's not good so it's really nice to hear that that's what the the island is kind of all about yeah. so so how did you all kind of end up on Ibiza and more importantly how did you all meet <laughs> well i think the funny thing is is that none of us wanted to go to Ibiza in the first place apart from Dirk <laughs> Dirk Dirk is um, we call him the secret d behind we explain later why he's not in the name but he Okay. He was the first to put foot on the island. I think it was 1981. And okay. he was a, a, a sweet little teenager eating cookies. Uh -huh. No, no, not eating the cookies. He was just oh, suckling, suckling the cookies because okay. he to buy food. So while suckling, he had more of the cookies. <laughs> um, so obviously a deep love from the, from the beginning. Then I think I was the second. My first time on Ibiza was 1990. I came as a little, as a little normal tourist, like a province bambi, and, and I was standing like there in the Pacha discotheque, like with big eyes. I couldn't believe what I saw, <laughs> and I was so like, wow. And um, yeah, from that, from that, I think from that first day on, it was clear one day I wanted to live on Ibiza, which then okay. quite a while. And then 1999. Yeah, I came 1999. I came professionally because my form, in my former life, I, I worked for television. <laughs> and I, I made a little documentary about Ibiza. And when my boss from the television company told me, well, you, uh, what, we were speaking about what destination could be good to, for, to make a little uh, holiday feature. Um, he said, well, go to Ibiza. And I said, no, I don't want to. <laughs> that party, it's only drugs. And... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I've never been there before, and uh, he said, "No, no, Ibiza, that that will uh, that will surely be good, great." And um, so I came here, and I stayed in the same hotel, like uh, a girl, which is now sitting next to my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that times I was still working as a makeup artist, and I had a production oh, okay. on Ibiza shooting uh, swimwear. And so suddenly there was this good-looking director from Germany as well in the same hotel. And that's how Alex and I met. Yes. And as he was like, um, how do, can you say in English? Like he was digging. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the proper word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he was like uh, flirting with me massively. 
Yeah, okay. And I told him, yeah, oh, yeah, and he made, he made me a marriage proposal on the second day, mm-hmm. just for fun, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, so if that's serious, you need to know that one day I'm going to live on Ibiza. Is that okay for you? And he said, well, could be worse. And so when <laughs> we became a couple, it was there already from the beginning, and he realized, oh, wow, she, that was True. So later we married on Ibiza, so Ibiza was always our island. And then after the marriage, I think one and a half years later, uh, we moved really to Ibiza. Yeah. And Wolf, okay, yes. 2006, yeah. we moved to Ibiza. And then Wolfgang, okay. the last one, uh, he came here uh, with a partner. 2001, who, no? 2001. He didn't want to come to Ibiza too, but his partner bought <laughs> And he said, okay, I'll give it a try. And then... As we did, we've all fell in love with the island. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? Because Dirk kind of took quite a long time before he moved to the island, but he was the first. So that's quite interesting. I hadn't realized that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he uh, sort of always uh, did uh, travel between Germany and uh, mm-hmm. Ibiza. He's now, if I can explain okay. it now, he is um, the only one who is not living on Ibiza the whole year. Oh, okay. And so that's the reason why he was not here when we developed the, well, the, the product, project name, working name, fun yes. name for our gin. <laughs> it was because it was not planned to, at that time to make a business out of it. So. Yeah. But, sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and we, we will get onto that because it is a fascinating story. Um, but uh, before we do, let's, let's talk about, you know, the important things. Let's talk about law gin itself. <laughs> Um, what what kind of influenced the flavors in the gin? Because I know, well, sorry, we we need to take it back just slightly. Because obviously, when you first started, it as you said, it wasn't planned um, to be sort of um, commercially available. But w- obviously, you had to have some kind of idea as to what you wanted to put in the gin. So, so what what did influence those flavors? The first, the main thing was it should be Ibiza, Ibiza, Ibiza. So it was, we, we, <laughs> we wanted to get all these beautiful things we were mentioning on that uh, uh, New Year's uh, uh, um, celebration. And like, because the lemons here are spectacular, the oranges as well. And um, we have this, this uh, like kind of exotic stuff, like the prickly pear. And in the beginning, when we made our trials, we even distilled almonds and we distilled wood. Wow. Everything that seemed to be Ibiza for us. And so... Sure. In the beginning, we had no, as you mentioned, we've had many failures. <laughs> oh, yes. None <laughs> of us had a clue, but we had so well, much fun in our little kitchen with a very, very small, like more or less table alambic. It, it's, like it's a, a toy. A decoration yeah. still of one and a half meters. And um, so the first trials were like something you would not have wanted to bath your feet in, especially. <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting, honestly. <laughs> This, uh, this special variety of juniper that is growing here on the island. This was one of the, I think that was when the penny dropped, you know, when we realized yeah, yeah. we have on Ibiza, we have a special variety of juniper, which is called the Phoenician juniper that grows mainly on the Balearics. It's beautiful, okay. big, red, brown, lush berries. Um, and we thought, oh, wow, this is going to be the base of our gin. But that was, it was just too rough. It's too, it's very... Like a bit soapy, you know, we're not a <laughs> and um, so we said, okay, hmm, this doesn't work like that. Let's make this little, this little, um, compromise. yeah, compromise, combine that with the classic juniper. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many other things that are 100% Ibiza. So, and um, 
yeah, we, as I said, we wrote everything down and step by step, we, we had the perfect recipe. I think in the beginning, since, as you said, we didn't want to do it commercially, we only thought of what, what would be our favorite taste. What, it, it was sure. to, 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 yeah. to taste us, and ourselves. Sure only the best. And yeah, the best. and that is, <laughs> if you do something for yourself, you don't think, uh, oh, if, I'm, if I make this uh, commercial, how will I work with that later? How will I, how will I, <laughs> how will I collect tons of prickly pears? Yes, like <laughs> harvest of prickly pear. We didn't expect that we, one day we would have to harvest tons of that. In the beginning, we did it just for us. And of course, everything had to be just the best of the best. And... Uh, Sure. And for example, these, these lemons, of course, on the other islands, there are lemons too. But if you know, for example, the Amalfi lemon, which, is, uh, which gl uh, grows in the northern Italy, Italian coast, um, we have more or less the same variety that grows here. These are very huge lemons, like a, like a child's head. <laughs> really, <laughs> really big. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, really big with a thick peel and lots of aroma pores, which, which contain a lot of essential oil. And what we are using is the right. peel. So the fresh peel. Fresh peel. That yes. makes okay. yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in the beginning it was like everything we find here on the island, everything that would be easy for us to find and uh, would represent somehow Ibiza. For us. And I have to mention okay. once there was a, a barkeeper here in a like, hotel bar, restaurant on, on Ibiza and he was like hmm well this is to me this is not really Ibiza because Eugene what is this with this pimentos de padron this is like uh -huh. spicy green peppers padron is uh, this is a town on the Spanish mainland and pimentos de padron are from there they originate right okay but us as we have all been tourists on Ibiza you know and we always had these because this is a famous tapas dish in, 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 in Spain, you know, it's like a little, right, okay. little something you have before your meal. You know? they, serve it, they, they serve them fried in olive oil with, uh, with salt, with sea salt. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's oh, very nice. So, but for us, because it, it was so linked to Ibiza. Yeah, exactly. For us, it represents Ibiza. And it grows here, of course. It grows here as well. <laughs> Sometimes we use them from our own garden. Yeah. Depends the oh, wow. yeah, depends the time of the year, and um, so it is really Ibiza. <laughs> but it and and how, how how long did it take you to sort of develop the recipe? I think three quarters of a year, mm, more or less. Even a bit quicker. Yeah, but more or less half a year to three quarters of a year. But we met like twice uh, like twice a week because we were really ambitious on that. I mean, we are German. We are stubborn. <laughs> 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 well that's not that's not a bad thing to be uh, honest particularly in 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 business and that kind of thing you know it means you get somewhere a bit quicker yeah. so that's that's a good thing you need yeah. to be stubborn if you want to establish a business like that in Ibiza oh, believe yes. me we, we come to that later. well <laughs> yeah we'll we'll come on to the distillation because you definitely need to be stubborn to do that because of the the what you chose to do for the the di or the way you chose to do the distillation is is very very different so but we'll, we'll come on to that in the minute there was one particular story you told me um uh, talking about the pepper because i know you said the pepper's really spicy um and obviously you know you've done your development and you you you, you you're into commercial now and you you get a a, a german distributor over yeah. and you're sitting there and i know that it, this pepper you can use as a garnish yeah, yeah i can see you know where i'm coming <laughs> coming to on this story 
So maybe Luna Charles. So, so 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 yeah, I'm I'm not going to spoil the story, but why don't you tell us? So just to just to illustrate the story, so you're sitting down with this distributor who's a fairly major distributor from Germany. You know, you really want him to to you know take your gin, mm -hmm. and and I'll let you take up the story from there. <laughs> that was really cute because these pimentos de padron, um, not not each of them is spicy. It's like every 10th specimen is spicy, but you can't see it from outside. The others are completely mild. And then there is one little devil. So, and <laughs> we, we call it the Spanish roulette because you, know, <laughs> you don't know which one's coming. Yeah, that was very funny in the beginning when we made our trials with the very small Alambic because there one spicy green pepper can, can ruin everything. Now that we Sure. A bit bigger amounts for sure it levels but <clears throat> we found out okay to do a perfect serve that is a bit different and interesting let's make one with um, pimento de padron and a little zest of, of lemon mm, looks beautiful tastes nice perfect and it never ever happened to any one of us that there was a spicy one as garnish <laughs> and then there was <laughs> this evening with the german uh, a distributor we were all sitting there the drinks were served and we were we were t we were t we've been talking about this mm -hmm. before no and then suddenly the guy a bit elder a bit elderly with gray hair very distinguished <laughs> he took his glass took a sip his eyes went very big and he said oh, <laughs> I've, I've got the spicy one i've got the spicy one and we were like, like oh my goodness is that is that good is that bad what what ah and then I, out of the blue, I said, yay, you're the pirate. <laughs> and he was so proud. <laughs> and since that day, the service called El Pirata, the pirate. And he's our distributor. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, I just love that story. I think it's so, it's so, it's so great. And um, the, the bottle is very distinctive. I don't normally sort of talk about the bottle, but I just love the way you've got the, the just sort of very distinctive glass lid and then you've got the sort of uh, thumb uh, or the place for your thumb underneath the bottle. And I know um, the label's quite interesting. T talk to me about the label. Well, first of all, I must say that developing the label nearly took us as long as developing the gin. <laughs> <laughs> because if you know my wife, <laughs> she's 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 even more stubborn than me, and uh, uh -uh. A, a little perfectionist, a little. <laughs> and um, so it took quite a long time, a while, until we really had the the, the yeah, final we, layout. We for have to our, mention that our our graphic designers uh, are was, our friends. Um, right. Okay. For sure, we didn't do it on our on ourselves. They they did the job, and we were sitting in their backs yeah, making and, them and, crazy. I guess you know how how uh, how the designers love it if the client is in, standing behind them or is correct. That, oh, they love it. They really love it. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship survived. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. And we are very happy that because a lot of a lot of the details on the label for sure were the idea of our fantastic Dino. Um, but it's like we wanted. I mean, this the thing is that the gin is quite modern but it is distilled in a very traditional way. And this is as well Ibiza. Ibiza has, has deep, deep roots. Ibiza has sure. very old traditions. And at the same time, it's always on the pulse of 
of, of, of life, of maybe, the new. Maybe it's a, it's a link between this tradition and this modern style, because in our idea, it was a little bit, we have Ibiza, as we said, there are wonderful botanicals growing here, but Ibiza, to most of the people, is famous for beach, for, for party, for sex, drugs, rock and roll. And, yep, sure. and many people don't know about the great botanicals that grow here and the long traditions. So by using something so, so from, of, the, of Ibiza's nature and creating something new out of it and creating something on a, well, that is on an international level from its quality, um, there's a link that for us, and I, the idea is to be a link between this, this tradition and a modern, uh, a modern drink. Exactly. Something you can enjoy today with, a, with the roots in its tradition. And so we have the classic like pharmacist bottle, because that's the corpus, it's the classic pharmacist And um, the label contains, of course, it's like it's a bit classic and as well has modern typo and um, we have the, the I don't know how you call it in English the, the, uh, the flowers the, well, it's the, not the really yeah the yeah yeah it's yeah the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, that kind of sort of looks quite traditional but yeah I agree that the actual I'm just looking at the bottle now it, the, the sort of typeface is kind of very modern but then you kind of incorporate some of the flowers over the typeface as well which is really yeah, because- really really interesting this contrast because the contrasts this the contrasts are what make our life our life yeah i would say yeah Yeah, that really stands for ibiza and another thing is in the in the shape of the bottle you have this little um hole in the ground no it's not a hole how would you call it yeah so Ah. for your thumb Ah. really so it's perfect for serving if you make cocktails as well uh at the bottleneck uh this little uh, platform or what, what would you call it um, if you hold, yeah, I'm trying to think. You can easily. I, I know what you mean. It's sort of yeah, the the neck kind of yeah. sort of tapers out, doesn't it? So you can kind of hold it with you your. You can hold it with your fingers. fingers. Are perfect if you if you make cocktails. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it when I when I had a gin and tonic last night with Lord Gin, it was it was perfect to do that. So I totally agree. Oh, and the bottle we chose that bottle, apart from the fact that it is classic to have a gin in in a pharmacist bottle. You have this the thing where you can put your thumb in. <laughs> it looks when you the bottle. Our our label is designed in two parts. Uh, you have the the, the major uh, label on the upper part of the bottle, and then on the on, on the bottom of the bottle, you have a little like a bundle roll that that names all the all the botanicals. But it, in between these two parts of the label, it's there's nothing. It's free, so you can look through the bottle. And we made that because this little, where we call it the little hill or mountain, <laughs> it's the thing where you can, from outside, you put your thumb in, but it looks like a little mountain. Yeah, no, it does look like a little mountain. You're right. In Ibiza, we have a very, very famous little mountain or hill or however you want to call it. It's an island, which is... A rock, a more rock or less. A rock. Sea, oh, right, okay. Um, well, like, how many kids? 10 kilometers far from Ibiza, whatever. It is called the magic rock. Es, oh, okay. es Vedra. It's like, it's really, really uh, famous. It's like uh, UFOs are landing there. Healings are happening there. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, something like that. But, and it is, apart from all that, it is um, scientifically proved that the magnetic field, the Earth's oh, okay. Field, is much higher there than in other zones. And so. Geologically, 
even though it's it's right in front of the coast of Ibiza, but geologically it doesn't belong to Ibiza. Yeah. Nobody knows why. <laughs> oh, okay. And so it is really famous. Yeah. And it's it sounds like the Nazca lines in Peru has come to Ibiza. And um, as we really like it, and it is a strong, powerful place, uh, even if you watch it from the coast of Ibiza. So we said, oh, perfect. That bottle looks like as it would as if it would have a little Esvedra inside. So. <laughs> yeah, it does. I can, I can concur with that. It this, does. On this. And the per, with the with the small label at the bottom with your botanicals yeah. on, it actually sort of gives it like a little sort of purple hue, almost like a sort of bit of magic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Purple is such a. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> yeah, so and and tell me, tell me, because you told me a, a little story this morning uh, about. There's a secret ingredient on your on your label. Oh, yes. You need to have a sharp eye and a good light. Um, <laughs> on the lower on the lower Bendoro, we list all the botanicals we are using. In Spanish. But in Spanish, yes, unfortunately. Uh, but the, the last one, there's uh, it seems that there's one botanical missing because there's, there's a, a free space. There's mm -hmm. a gap. But if you look closely with the right light, you can see that there is something written there. Without, uh, without color. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like the, t the typeface is kind of, uh, it's, it's sort of, um, well, it's like invisible, isn't yeah. it? So, it's like invisible, but you can yeah. see it against the light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because, because there was the most, the most important ingredient um, and uh, the authorities told us, oh, no, 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 but this is not a physical ingredient. You cannot put that word on the label. And we said, but it's the most important ingredient because it's love. In Spanish, absolutely. Amor. Yes. So we made this little trick, pirates again. <laughs> 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 Took out the color, the white. So it is still written on, but you can only see it if you know it. And it's like love. It's invisible, invisible, but there. Yes. I know. It, it's it's like um, in um, a lot of software, you get these things called Easter eggs. And basically, unless you know that they're there, um, you, you don't you, so you have to push a certain amount of buttons so i just love that idea i've never seen that on a gin bottle so you know you've heard it here for, first folks this is the only gin bottle that i know of that has invisible writing in it. <laughs> look at that let's let's say somebody's bought their their law gin bottle how would you recommend serving it what would be your favorite serves well first of all always try it neat of course i think the the taste of our gin is kind of different to, to starts, other gins. It starts with the smell. And I, I think you, you tasted it yesterday night, you say. Why don't you I did, tell yeah. us how, how that, that taste was? Because if we do it, okay. it's obviously uh, that's the producers talking there. But yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah, sure. I mean, when I, the, the smell that I really got was sort of um, really sort of like lemon from, from the from the nose of the of the gin um when i tasted the gin it, it was sort of a very sweet taste initially which i was quite sort of surprised about and then i really got lemon sort of all the way through the flavor profile but the flavor profile was really interesting because it was really long i've not really that's the only way i can describe it i'm sure there's much better technical way to describe it but it really lasted a long time it was also very very smooth which i was quite surprised at because i'm pretty sure it's 44 percent. so yes. normally i'd expect that to give you a bit of heat but i didn't really get any heat at all and then it sort of tapers off and you kind of get the juniper kind i felt as though you got the juniper sort of right at the end 
it was very interesting. And then I tried it with a bit of tonic and the juniper really comes through then. In fact, it sort of dulls back the lemon a little bit. And so I kind of, because I, when I, I taste things for the first time, I, I just do it with a Mediterranean tonic because I, I do that with everything. So everything gives, you know, the, the same sort of playing field. But I'd love to try a bit of lemon in it just to bring out the, the sort of lemon flavors. I'd be interested also to try a bit of orange in there because I know you've got orange peel in there just to try and see if I could bring that out. Mm-hmm. And and um, obviously I would love to try the uh, uh, Piment de Patron. Is that right? Yeah. Pimento de Patron. But, but, but unfortunately, I'm not sure I could be able to get that in the UK, particularly at the moment as we're just about to go into lockdown. But, uh, you oh, know, yeah. it's... Uh, so I will obviously have to come to Ibiza to, to try it properly. Yes, yes. No problem. <laughs> it's, very, it's very nice. But I know, so that was that was really, you know, sort of what I got from 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 the gin, but it was absolutely lovely, I must say. Thank you. Now it's like we we um we wanted to to create a gin that you can have neat as well, for sure. And I, as I'm the only girl in the crew or the only woman, I said, okay, normal gin, normal gin, most of the gins at least smell like nail polish remover. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have that with our gin. It needs to be it needs it really needs to be even in the nose, it needs to be what we want to represent with it. And so nowadays it's very sweet when when especially it was Dirk's idea, when Dirk does a does a tasting somewhere and he's asking the people, have you ever been to Ibiza? And it happens, surprisingly, it happens that people say, no, never. And then he said, please take this, smell it. Then you know how Ibiza smells and then taste it. So, and it's... No, I can, I can see the that. The fact that I know it's... that it happens so often that people, even, even people who say, oh, no, it's 10 in the morning, you know, in some markets or something, oh, I cannot have, 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 have alcohol, pure alcohol now. I said, oh, please just smell it. Okay, as, as soon as they smell it, they want to try it. <laughs> yeah. And then it happens so often that they smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They often smile. They, they always smile. smile. Well, I, I can tell you, I, I was smiling last night. So. <laughs> oh, I can add another beautiful story with, uh, oh, yes. if we're talking about smelling. Yeah, I'm crying when some, I tell that. <laughs> <laughs> some years ago, uh, because for us, of course, it's very important that the, Ibiza, the Ibisenkos, the local people, they accept us. We are foreigners here. Called, uh, sure. Uh, and um, getting into this society of, of the locals isn't easy if you live here permanently. And um, so for us, it was really important to be accepted by the local people, by the, the old gin. Ibisen and sure. the gin, to make that their gin. Because we were, we were, we were, we were working together with, with farmers to, with, uh, with their agricultural products and so forth. So, so we really wanted to get some enthusiasm for, to arouse their enthusiasm for our gin. And some years ago, there was an old Ibisenko guy an old farmer, and he said, oh, I, I don't drink alcohol, and usually, no, I don't, I don't want to drink or I want said, oh, to try. Please, just try it. And, and Luna with, with bumpy eyes. <laughs> and he, he took the glass and smelled and closed his eyes, and he kept on smelling, kept on smelling. And you could see that he was just traveling somewhere. And then he started to, he, his eyes went open, but it looked like, like fairy tale eyes, and he said, like, uh, this smells like like the campo in spring so like the countryside in spring and then he started to tell me a story 
from 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 himself with his kids in the 70s exploring the Ibiza countryside and wow and that was the most beautiful compliment that we could yeah absolutely and we won several awards but that was the biggest one yeah <laughs> yeah and sometimes sometimes that that is it's just as simple as that yeah. so somebody's reaction to something that, that you've made so i mean it was just so honest you could see i mean i mean the the our olfactoric system who knows mm -hmm. it's like you cannot you cannot lie to it i mean yeah. it is so if, if something hits you there it's, it's like in the movie ratatouille if you know <laughs> what I <mean>. yeah <laughs> time travel with, yeah. with your nose but okay you initially you asked us how to serve a nice lawn oh, yes. so <laughs> yeah. no i i enjoy i enjoyed the tangent we went ah. on it was fun the el pirata we've mentioned before okay it's yeah. a bit sad if in the uk you cannot get the pimento de padron because it would be with Green half pepper. slice of this pimento de padron variety and uh, sliced lemon peel but as well nice is what we call el clásico the classic for sure okay Okay. Yeah. It goes with four juniper berries, slightly squeezed, and um, okay, and a zest of lime works very well yeah. as well. But and always, notes. as we as always. we do it in in Spain, the best is a big balloon glass. I don't know what you call. Do you call it balloon? Yeah, yeah. The, the sort of copper glass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With lots of ice, and then for the for the El Pirata and for the for the El Clásico, we recommend five centiliters of uh, lodging and um yeah, uh, yeah a little yeah. bottle of tonic yeah. but premium yeah. please <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then um, uh, one um one variety of version um i dis i developed i would say is the yeah. law and tonic bikini which is for oh that sounds interesting <laughs> <laughs> it's it's four centiliters of law gin and then um a bottle of um, slim or light tonic but it's very very right okay that it's one of the good ones that contains no artificial flavors which absolutely and it is not really sweet you know or a really really own dry tonic would do as well um but you need to somehow um, balance this lack of sweetness because if you have a normal gin and tonic it is for sure kind of sweet and so yep, sure. we, we solved that problem via the garnish. And so you have this uh, lodging, the slim or light tonic, and four halved raspberries. And oh, nice. And three or four fresh basil leaves, which you clap slightly in your hand to activate the aroma. And this is such a nice drink. Okay, it's more for the summer time, but it is super, super Oh, I need to try, I do need to try that. I love a bit. I love a bit of basil in in gin. It doesn't work with all gins, but with some gins, it really, really works. Basically, you could say uh, people here or Spanish barkeeper said that we have a very uh, playful gin. Is that the right? You can oh, get on that. Yeah, get on that. They, uh, so, but as you said, you can combine it really good, and it's really good for making cocktails as well. If I remember right, you said like, "Oh wow, I can see some." Idea. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see a dirty martini coming my way wow. with a bit of law gin. So uh, <laughs> no. that will that will be coming very soon. <laughs> this is as well Ibiza. You see, creativity, playfulness. Right. It is so. I'm so. I'm still. I'm so in love with our product because we really, we really reached the goal that we set up. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We said in the beginning. Actually, we don't want to give a perfect serve because what we want to do is. Go find out yourself. Exactly. It's so playful. 
find your personal perfect surf, mm -hmm. how you like it. And you can do many things with it. But we found out that the people need a little, they yeah. want to Some have advice. a little <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And um, so coming on to actually, you know, how you produce it, where where do you actually distill the gin? Well, we have our own distillery here in the heart of Ibiza. Uh, there, is a, okay. there is a town called Santa Gertrudis. And it's close okay. to that town. And uh, we had to go to an industrial area, by unfortunately, uh -huh. by law, uh, by the government. Uh, yeah, that is, that is linked to uh, our story, how, how, um, how we got the license. Um, in fact, we are the first distillery, we got the license to be the first distillery in 80 years here. First new distillery in, in Ibiza yeah, in 80 years. Been, there have been only two before, one like 200 years before, which is a really well-known family here who does more or less uh, liquors. Mm -hmm. And then 80 years before, another family who, in fact, made the same kind of... And <laughs> when, we, when we decided we would go commercial with our gin, we went to our government and said, hello, we want to make some bottles of gin, maybe just for the clients in the restaurant with Wolfgang. And they say, no, there's no way. You, you cannot do that. You have to go to the mainland, give your recipe. Right. No, no, no. They said, why don't you go to the mainland, yeah. give your recipe to some distillery there, as everybody else does it and that was right i mean that was the worst thing they could say because then for sure us stubborn germans were like uh, no this is meant to be an ibiza gin so i mean it needs to be produced in ibiza mm -hmm. yeah then they said oh, that's not possible then we asked why is it not possible then they said well there was no license giving out in 80 years and we said but that doesn't mean it's not possible it only means you don't know how it's possible and i said yeah, yeah. right <laughs> then we had to find out our own ourselves. Our, ourselves what we would have to achieve to get the license and um yeah and so it took all together two years um to oh, wow. get this license uh, it was a really hard uh, fighting for that <laughs> and um one was we had we would have to go to an industrial area where our distillery is now Okay. And so no Romans at all, unfortunately. Yeah, the Romans was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted the romance. We we wanted to do it in a beautiful finca, but uh, no, that's not possible. We had to do it in a in a distillery in uh, industrial area. But the good thing, and the good thing is, and that brings us, I think, to the the way we distill today is we had two years time to think how to make it uh, to commercialize it because. After right. then, we were working with a, this little toy, with uh, making one and a half liter of gin at a time, um, <laughs> which is really uh, very small to go into production with. Yeah. And um, so we had to think, okay, if we if we, if we do it now in in larger quantities, how will we produce that? And we were looking at other distilleries and the way they are distilling and. Um, how it's done in, in professional distilleries around Europe. And sure. at the same time, we found out that here in Ibiza or in, in Spain, until about a hundred years ago, there was a traditional of distilling, a tradition of distilling, and that was done in traditional, they call it alambic. And as you can hear from the sound, it's an Arabian sound, alambic, that came um, it's a still that came with the Moorish in the Middle Ages. And um, Moorish is the right word. Huh? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it came in the Middle Ages with the Moorish. 
the, the irony is that distilling high percentage alcohol came with the Arabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that I is a bit of an irony. It was used for making medicine and perfumes. But okay. about 100 years ago, the, the people, the, the farmers here, they distilled their, their own beverages in, in these traditional copper stills. And these are medieval instruments. There's no, no, no meter no, on it, meter, no nothing to meter. take the pressure, nothing. It's, it's really ba the most basic, uh, basic instrument you can think of. It's really medieval. Yeah. And so only, if you would work with this in a higher quantity uh, and with bigger stills, and no one does this anymore today, or rarely anyone, um, not that I know of. Uh, so you must be crazy to work in larger quantities. And so we said, since we are crazy, we want to do it exactly. <laughs> this was one more thing we found very Ibisense. Yeah, and it's traditional. We thought, okay, we want 100% Ibiza. So it's a traditional way of making it. So we would like to do it like that. Yeah. So and then we bought, yeah. we bought a 50 liter still. An alambic. Wow. 50 liters. And we said, oh, wow, this is our business now. This is the heart of our little distillery. The heart, the soul. So the Spanish word for soul is alma. So we called her alma. And with alma, we were able to work three months, more or less. And then we found out that we might have thought a bit too small because 50 was not enough. And the problem was bigger stills of that kind are not produced nowadays anymore uh, uh, and um, and of course we had to learn how to make a modern style gin in a medieval instrument which is sure no one there's no one to teach you that anymore what we found out there's a wine yard uh, there uh, there's a winery in galicia in the mainland uh wolf with them and they had a little alambic of the same size as alma 50 liters and they make orujo with this orujo is kind of grappa grappa so right okay grapes and so it's one botanical and we have 12. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least they could show us the basics the basic principle how to work in this medieval instrument with with one botanical at least and they showed us some these farmers tricks for example how to seal it because of course you want the, the vapor you don't want to get uh, the, the, va the vapors to escape on the at this. no no that's kind of a you bit. have to seal it and what you do is you take wood ashes and, uh, and uh, mix it with water and you get a paste it's like concrete a little bit okay <laughs> um, uh, tricks like that and of course it's a very difficult um, a product um, process now because you don't have a thermometer you don't have some uh, something to get the pressure from so all you have to uh, to work with are your senses you only have your nose your tongue your you have to feel the heat um, uh, and you need a lot of experience to work like that especially because we distill London dry which is like the king's discipline you know just yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just find it amazing because I know you were telling me about how you have to literally taste it as it's coming out because yeah, exactly. if if, um, if you get a, a spicy pepper or too many spicy peppers, then you might have to adjust the recipe on the fly. I mean, you know, to me, it's a distiller's nightmare, but I just I have so much admiration for you for doing it. It's just it's still London Dry. You have only one shot, you know, because it sounds easy, but London Dry means that all the botanicals go in the still the same time. 
So what we would, what we would uh, what we have to do is while we are distilling, the good thing is that all botanicals release their aromas at different times, at different stages. So first, right. first uh, the citric notes are coming. The first thing that comes out is always the lemon, then the orange, right. okay. and so forth. Uh, so and they come like pearls on a string. They don't come. What 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 comes out is not the mixed gin. It's always one one after the other yeah, so so what you can do is now what, the only thing we can do is always smell and try a little bit and then we have to build recompose the 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 recipe every time new we have to rebuild our gin every time new again because each harvest is different so every time the lemon aroma will be different and what we can do to adjust it is by adjusting the heat and okay with adjusting the heat you have an influence on the aroma so what you do while distilling is always tasting adjusting tasting adjusting with each botanical with each aroma Otherwise, and by that by that you build up every time your recipe new again because in the end of course you want to have the same the, your gin to have the same taste uh, yeah absolutely so but i was <laughs> i was talking about uh, then we, we when we started with alma that was 50 liter and as luna said alma was very soon too small and there was no one no place to buy a bigger still and then again, we were lucky because this vineyard, the people from the vineyard in Galicia, they knew a blacksmith. And he okay. built us by hand, handmade, um, a copper still, an alambic uh, from old plants with big, uh, in a bigger size, with 250 liters. Oh, yeah. When she arrived, <laughs> <laughs> besides Alma, she looked so massive. And in Germany, there is a saying, I don't know where it comes from, that big voluptuous woman is called Bertha, the big Bertha. So for sure, immediately the name was there. So the 250 liters still is Bertha. <laughs> but with Bertha, unfortunately, we came half a year. Half a year. Mm -hmm. Then again, Bertha was not big enough. <laughs> yeah. And the blacksmiths made another one mm. <laughs> and then the one we are working with now mm -hmm. and um, this has got 650 liters we ordered at the blacksmith 700, 700 750 750 but it's handmade and in the end it was 650 <laughs> <laughs> right okay uh, and this was as alma was a berta was b so that had to be something with c and it was clara so that's now clara right. we're working with clara now this is quite a while uh, maybe one aspect to that name would lie in a German saying that Ein Clara. <laughs> it's a clear, uh, Clara is the German word for clear. Right, okay. Clara means a clear one. Oh, okay. Yeah? So what comes out there is the clear one. <laughs> so it's oh, okay. Which, which makes sense. Yeah. But I understand that you've gone even bigger. Yes, yes, we did. And the blacksmith already said he can't go bigger than that now. We got, uh, it's uh, bigger than 1,000 liters. What we just now have is impossible for him to make. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's one step missing. Yeah, we, we, we were preparing for the next step um, and ordered um, a still with 1,000 liters, which has already arrived, but uh, same time, more or less, arrived COVID. <laughs> and so yeah that's uh, hard for a lot of businesses isn't it so the thousand liters still which will be named by something with a d not sure yet 
now. She is still a virgin. <laughs> she is still <laughs> for her first uh, job. And um, now for, for the COVID times, we kept on working with Clara. My, my work in progress name is, is Diana. I, I would call it Diana. I would love that's I, I think that's a very nice I name, Diana. <laughs> we will see. Oh, I want maybe, maybe you can even say Lady Diana, you know, because <laughs> producing such lovely gin. <laughs> Dirk, of course, wanted to name her Dirk. Yeah, but we said you don't want to be the biggest named like you, no? <laughs> yeah, but in some ways, you should give Dirk some credit. The... Not that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh. Uh, and it sort of ni nicely, neatly leads me on to the sort of next thing I wanted to talk to talk to you about is obviously you're called Lord Jin, not Lord Jin, which obviously in theory you should be. So, so tell me, how did Lord Jin come about? Well, that was the, the name. Actually, has two meanings. Uh, the first one was the work in progress name, which uh, it, it's as easy as as this. It's our initials: yeah. Luna, Alex, and Wolfgang. Yeah, because it was such a personal project. And unfortunately, that time of that year, Dirk was not on the island. And, and we didn't want to commercialize it. Yeah, so, so it was it just was for just us. A joke yeah. under us. Oh, why, why don't we use our initials? And this L-A-W sounded the best and was kind of an interesting word. And so, oh, let's use it like that. And then somehow it worked so good yeah. that it was just, you know, we couldn't let go. But then we said, okay, but we need a link to Ibiza and law. And Ibiza, that is kind of weird. It doesn't make any sense. But, but as I said, as I said, there's this law of Ibiza. This law that if you come to Ibiza, you can be whatever you like, whoever you want. It's the law of tolerance that stands of Ibiza. They, the the Spanish or the the Ibizencos call it el ley de tolerancia. So the uh, oh, no. la ley de tolerancia. But uh, so the law of tolerance, and that stands for Ibiza. So, so we thought, okay, call it, call it Jin Lei. But then we found out oh, we got the name. We got it already. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I think it's just a great link to the island it's and really, what you're all about, really. This, this topic is really a big thing on the island because um, people who know Ibiza might know about the, uh, the, the fashion they developed here. It's kind of a own fashion line they developed in the 70s here. And it is called Moda at Lip. This, it was all this kind of okay. cotton fairy dresses and stuff like this. And the, the word, the name at lip is from the Latin at libitum, which means each as... To each of its own? So, so liberty? Each as, not oh, as it pleases or something it's like that? Everyone as, okay. as he pleases. Something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. own, I think, so this is, like this is as well, this this uh, the same at libitum how you like it however you like it yeah something yeah. like that yeah exactly this as well speaks about the the freedom of of mind and liberty and this is really such a such a iconic. major part of yeah. the yeah it's of, iconic of, of for the you. yeah and and how would you describe the brand the brand a brand <laughs> a brand is not we've learned a brand is not the the liquid or it's not the bottle the brand is the feeling that you create in like in the people who 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 enjoy your brand or your drink or yeah. whatever a, a brand is what the people think about it what, what the they people feel, feel about what they feel, yeah. about. They feel about it. I, I think one one of the people that came on the podcast um who, who's very into branding he put it very well i think and he, i can't remember 
exactly who it was from, but he said a brand is essentially what you want people to say about your product behind your back. Yeah. And I think that was a really good way of putting it. And we, of course, we wanted to express somehow our love for the island, our love for Right. Gin for the uh, for because we love gin, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and uh, so we wanted to express our deep love for the island, for the ideas of the island, for the traditions and the uh, this tolerance and the spirit of the island, and as well for the enjoyment of a high quality product. Yeah, yeah, but as we said in the beginning, it's it's our baby. It's it's for us our brand is it's not something we sell. It's not just a commercial project. It's really, we are so passionate about it. We really love it. And yes. we are still so happy with each bottle. We see somebody's posting on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and each time I see each time. like the collection of one of these gin nerds, like hundreds of bottles and not one bottle of law. And it's like a punch in the face still. <laughs> <laughs> rejected well well maybe on this the, the strength of this podcast you might get a few more people wanting lord gin i hope so i hope so it's all baby yeah yeah i can see the brand is is you know it's not it's it's you and ibiza and it's the the law of ibiza it's sort of all combined to one isn't it so it's really it's a, it's a lovely sort of story and and, and image i think I'd like to add one thing of um Okay. The, the, the fact that we still London drive for the people who don't know it, because you mentioned like when you tried it, you uh, you had this certain kind of sweetness. You know, I just find it yeah. to to say that if you distill London dry, you are not allowed to add any uh, 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 any flavors afterwards, and you're not allowed to add any sugar. Well, uh, some okay. little amount of sugar you're allowed, but we don't. We don't. We don't There's add no anything. sugar. Yeah. We, okay. It's only the botanical. I think okay. but it's it's definitely yeah you just it's only initially but you just get a little burst of sweetness it's quite kind of nice i've tasted you know with a lot of gins that i've had i've, I've had that it's strictly just from the botanicals yeah, and I, oh yeah and i think did we i think we didn't even no. mention all the botanicals no no no, 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 no we no we didn't definitely not right, let's see so okay we have the uh, the famous phoenician juniper we've mentioned before yeah. a very special variety here then the classic juniper um the fantastic ibisenken lemons and mm -hmm. oranges mm -hmm. we have the prickly pear which is a pain in the ass to harvest i'm sorry for my language yeah we have to do it ourselves <laughs> <laughs> no i i i know i've i've seen you know the picture that luna sent me was uh, <laughs> i know you're all worshiping it but i know you tell, told me afterwards that you don't worship it we all the time worship it because we love it but the harvesting is you need like two gloves onto each other <laughs> millions of 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 hair fine spines they go everywhere and uh, i mean the fact that they are hair fine doesn't change anything they are so nasty yeah. and when i say they go yeah i mean everywhere everywhere <laughs> One, right. in the first year wolfgang had one in his pupil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah oh no oh, yes Oh, for weeks and then the, a, a very talented eye doctor said oh, you, have, you have a spine of a cactus pig in your eye oh, how can she <laughs> and i have mm, say, a yep, like say, off topic, say i have one in my butt <clears throat> yep. since, oh no since three years it feels very well there it grew it. oh okay <laughs> it doesn't want to come out and I, I, so you've kind of got lord gin growing inside you yeah, yes, so. yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay and um what else is in in the gym? Um, the uh, pimientos de padron. Absolutely, yeah. The cucumber. The Spanish cucumber. 
pepino negro, which is, uh, uh, it has a lot more aroma than the ones, you know, from Holland. <laughs> okay. And, and then, oh yeah, we add, <clears throat> as well, we add a little bit of the, uh, of sea salt from the very, very old and famous Ibisenken Salines, because we found it important to have an, for an Ibiza gin to have a little bit of Ibiza sea breeze in every bottle. Absolutely. Um, and then we have some classics, which is uh, coriander, cardamom, and orris root. And finally, we got water from San Rafael, which is the best spring water we have here on the island. Yes. Oh, wow. And not to forget about all that amor. See. Si. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think you've forgotten something, but you, you, you knew you were, you were saving it right to the last. So that's good. <laughs> And and just to get a bit serious for 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 a while, how how have you coped? Because I know a lot of your business is trade business, and obviously with COVID, how how have you coped with that? Ooh, tough times. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank we, you, COVID. Yeah, yeah. We are, I mean, we are a handcrafted small batch gin, so we are not a classic supermarket product, which means we are where well, we are selling mostly to gastronomy and tourists here on Ibiza and uh, no gastronomy, no tourists. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. And it's the yeah. same, we are exporting a lot to, to Germany, to Austria, Austria Switzerland and Italy. And, no uh, and, no, and no they, have the same, they have the same story as we have here. So of course, everything is a little in decline. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, as we are saying, it's, it's no one's fault. It's, it's, yeah. it's as it is. Uh, sure. Uh, well, we're surviving. Yeah, we're just trying to keep the heads up, yeah. thinking positive, being trying to be creative, finding possibilities to 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 now enter maybe new markets or strengthen yeah. the online. Yes. And, and talking about that, you know, I know you're currently not distributed in the UK, but what would you say to a UK distributor? Why would they want to, what to? you know, other than the, the love and, and, and everything we've seen in the podcast, but maybe they haven't seen the podcast. What would you, what would you say to them? Yes. Now, I, I know there are many gins on the market. There is COVID and Brexit and whatever. It's, it's not the perfect timing to find a new uh, gin brand in your portfolio. But I think Login is in that way different that you've got an inherited marketing story. Um, I know there are many gins uh, in the world out now, but uh, some are very regional. And uh, the, the gin of, for example, the gin of Watford <laughs> is maybe not so important outside of Watford. But the gin of Ibiza, that's, that's a link for everyone. Everyone has its own story with Ibiza, even though you have not made, uh, you might have not been there, but you have a picture in your head. It's not just a gin, it is really a, a lifestyle. It's yeah. Ibiza. It's, it's the spirit of Ibiza. Yeah, it's yes. pure bottled sunshine. So, and, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, so with, with this law gin, you don't only get a, a very, very high ultra premium good product, you get a, a mark, an inherited marketing story, which, and that's a good effect, is true. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. What we can see is that the, the people out there are more and more bored or even fed up with the, with the fake stories they are told. And there are so many. And they start to react really sensitive. And so the good thing is that if, if we are one thing, if law is one thing, then it is authentic. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah. And um, we, we already won a lot of awards and, and we have 15, 15 medals 
by now we won the 14. 14 sorry 14 <laughs> and what was uh, best uh, gin distillery of spain and we won in new york in new york the gold medal that was and, quite impressive wow and that was wow market and the london the london uh, uh, the, the world gin awards a gold medal but what i wanted to say uh, yeah, that's so so many medals you know yeah, that, that's nice that's nice and it helped in marketing but what helped us much more is the picture that people have of Ibiza when they have when they drink our gin, the the yeah. everyone has a different connection to it. They think of of beach, of lifestyle, of sunshine, of party, of nature, Sunset. of the spirit. Um, so everyone has its own connection, its own link, and that's most of the most of the connections are very positive. Connoted? Do you say connoted? connected? Connected? No. Connotations. Connotations. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is maybe this is why the people smile when they when they drink. Law. So th that's why I think that Ibiza is a far better USP for us than any yeah, yeah. medal we would have. Yeah, and plus we are not only trying to to squeeze like business out of the name. We we really want to to show the world Ibiza. But yeah, and but you are the name. You are the name. You are the island. You are the law. Yeah. You know, you or you represent the law that is in Ibiza. So I think it's such a lovely way that you sort of put everything together. Yeah. And, and what's sort of next for law? You know, are you thinking of any new flavors or or anything like that? Uh, we have we have some ideas. We're we're making some experiments. Um, we didn't want to make another. Uh, line extension on making another gin because yes. we thought we sure. as you can imagine hearing that story is like what we've done with our law now that was this, I mean this was the best we could give that that, that all yeah. our emotions and our feelings are in there's, an, there's not another best we can give there's one yeah what sure no I can do now is doing different things um, okay what we don't want to do is like pink gin or stuff like that so uh, we are not we are not the ones to just hop on a train that is already already yeah. running you know um, sure, sure. What we are thinking in, in different ways for example um uh here in in spain sherry is a is a big thing so okay uh two years ago we got a an empty sherry barrel and um uh, filled a lodging in it and made our own oh uh, also, nice. also not really new. There others, no. others been but doing with this, that. But with this old cherry barrel, the dry, um, old, uh, what is it called? Yeah. H gin, H gin barrel. H gin, yes. Sorry, sometimes what, what, my German. Whatever we, whatever yeah. we, we, we will do yeah. needs to be done because we feel it. You know, not just mm -hmm. because yeah. somebody says, "Oh, this is good to make business." We, we are not like. And like for no. for for me. Very personal, for example, I love uh, thing uh, anisetas like Pernod yeah, Ricard stuff like this. Stuff like okay, that, which has nothing to do with gin, of, of course, and um, but it all grows here in Ibiza too. So that is something we're looking into. Maybe mm -hmm. it's totally out of fashion. No one drinks anisetas at the moment. <laughs> Pernod is not at the at the at fashion. It's not interesting marketing wise, but we love it, so we will do it. Well, you heard it here for first, folks. So when it all becomes, you know, really big and wide, you know, <laughs> the Gin Ignite podcast was the first place you heard. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely lovely talking to both of you. I really love the way you talk so passionately about your gin. It really, you know, it really sort of uh, warms my heart because I just feel as though you 
you do, you, you're not i think if 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 somebody would describe sort of cutting through you, I don't know if you've heard of rock in the UK. It's like a sweet, and it has like the name of whatever it is all the way through. Yeah. And I think if you cut you you both open, you would be there with Lord Gin all the way through you. <laughs> yes, probably because you just represent. It's your soul is is Lord Gin. Everything's Lord Gin, and I just think that is to be applauded. It really is. So I just absolutely loved it. Really have loved loved talking to you. But there are, is a couple of questions that I always like to ask people before before i let you leave um what is your favorite gin other than your own and how would you serve it uh, i think uh, i think we both agree on the english one yes yeah. definitely definitely okay martin miller martin miller's always yeah. a good oh, a very good choice <laughs> i i love martin miller too I, I, and i had the the honor to meet martin miller before he died some years ago in person was invited to his home in england which was wow. which was really a great great experience. He's a, he was a great man, really funny character. We had a lot of fun that night. Uh, Excellent. Got really drunk. <laughs> 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 he, he told me about the importance to put the ice in the glass with dirty hands. Oh yeah. Oh right. Okay. Very important. Put the ice in the glass with dirty hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's a new one on me, but yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if Martin Miller said it, well, it must be true. And then with the German, there, oh, yeah, there are many German brands at the moment. Yeah, but I um, think one of the, of the, I think Berliner Brandstifter. Yeah, right? taste-wise, Berlin Brandstifter yeah. is really nice. And Berliner would know. It's there can only be law. <laughs> there can only be law, indeed, indeed. What does gin mean to you? Well, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it sounds like kitsch, but it's really our life because uh, it, it just takes 24 hours of our lifetime at the moment. But yes. um, as, a sm as a small brand, we're doing a lot of the things yeah. ourselves. I mean, it, well, just distilling must take a lot of time. If you've got to stand there and make sure that you've got to adjust the heat and uh, just... It's creating things now that with COVID, we need to... Yeah. Some things that were outsourced, sure. we need to do ourselves now. It has a lot to do with uh, social media and stuff like this. And yeah, I have to mention, yeah. for me, it's yeah. quite a, for me as a woman, I would say it's quite a challenge because I have all my life, I have been in creative jobs, uh, you know, makeup artist, okay. I used to work, uh, I used to be a writer, a published writer, book writer. Um, and so now I'm suddenly, I'm a businesswoman. And this is so different. This is really different. It's also part of the, I mean, if you ask me what is gin, for you, gin is law. Law is, you know, I am a businesswoman. And especially, especially, I have to say, especially here in Spain, to be a businesswoman is quite challenging. I know nothing happens without a reason. And so I, well, I just <laughs> follow the path and learn every day. Apart from the fact that gin has always been my favorite where of hard, hard liquors, it has always been gin. I'm not so much into gin. Yeah, I, I always loved gin as well, even though uh, when I was 19, I was asked, what, will, would, what do you want to achieve once in your lifetime? And I answered, uh, one day in future, I will have my own gin tonic room. Uh, has, has that happened yet? Or is it I've, I've got my own gin, now that's even better. Yeah. You can imagine the face of my father when I said, that's what I want to before, yeah. before we started with Law, gin was my favorite drink. But of course, with law, we learned so much about not only the business, but uh, about gin itself as well. I mean, gin, 
the, the, the great thing about gin and the many gin brands, which there are, is that each gin is so different. There's no one similar to the other. Yeah. It's each gin is the individual fingerprint uh, of, the, of the distiller. Of the distiller. Mm -hmm. Everyone can say, uh, tell a story yeah. and that's the, the great thing about gin. If you have a gin, it can, uh, there's, there are so many varieties. It's a personalized spirit. Yeah, it's a very personalized spirit. Like for us, we're yeah. telling the story of Ibiza. Others are telling other stories, telling about the re speaking about the region or whatever they want to say. And you can express that with, with yeah. gin. And mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Well, thank you very much for, for speaking to us on the, on the Gin Ignite podcast. It's been an absolutely fascinating podcast. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. I, as I said, I do love your brand. Very, very much. So, thank, uh, you. thank you. It was again. an honor to be on your podcast. Yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> My big thanks to Alexander and Luna from Law Gin. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. It was, it was so amazing. It's so nice to see a brand so passionate about what they're producing. My Instagram shout out this week is at Gingerella2020. Natalie describes herself as an amateur gin lover, professional ginaholic in Essex and taking over the world one gin at a time. And I really like your post from York Gin and you picking out the cat and their branding. Your love of cats, but also it, you thought it was a great way to start off Halloween. I also like your post on Mason's Dry Yorkshire Gin, Steve's Apple Edition. I'd really love the pairing with at Walter Gregor's Scottish Raspberry Tonic. It sounds absolutely divine. And sticking with the sort of Halloween, I love your post with Whitby, the Demeter Edition Gin, which came with October's Craft Gin Box. I thought the presentation was really nice. I really like the pumpkin and your inclusion of the calendar. I thought it was a really nice touch. You definitely have a penchant for the Scottish gin. I loved your Happy International Scottish Gin Day post. It's always nice to see a lot of gin that either I've kind of heard of or, or not seen before at all. The only thing is, I think it would have been nice perhaps to, to include, and I know you probably will do later on, but to include sort of maybe a bit of a review of each of those gins because I'd kind of like to know. They sound very, very interesting. I also like your 11-hour gin post. It's really nice to see a gin giving three pounds to the British Legion sort of directly. And the gin sounds amazing as well with ginger, lemon and poppy seeds. Thank you very much for supporting at Gin Ignite and the podcast. And I will be including you in my stories all week. I would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch at Gin Ignite on Instagram or Twitter. Or if you want to email me, you're more than welcome to gin.gossip at ginignite.com. Com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend and whether you decide to party or stay in, I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers. Cheers.